A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another Arseblog Arsecast on Arseblog.com in association, as always, with www.oleole.com, the football community website. Coming up on this week's show, we have got for you the usual stuff. The man in the bar is here with the player history. Ebue is here. We've got the culture corner and we'll be getting an Italian perspective on Arsenal's performance in the San Siro on Tuesday night. So let us look back on what's happened between the last Arscast and this Arscast. Well, last Saturday against Aston Villa was the was the day everybody kind of thought we were going to have this reaction to what happened against Birmingham, the disappointment of the last-minute equaliser for them, and, of course, Eduardo's injury and the trauma and emotion that all that caused. And um, didn't quite turn out that way, unfortunately, as a performance, as a team performance, it was pretty poor. Manuel Almunia uh, was certainly the busier of the goalkeepers, but at the end of the day, it was only a Philippe Senderos own goal uh, that put Villa ahead, and it did look as if we were going to drop all three points right until the very last minute of injury time uh, when Adi Bayor cushioned down the header to Nicholas Bentner to score another vital goal. Uh, the winner against Spurs, and now this uh, late, late equaliser. Um, 1-1, maybe... Maybe a little more than we deserved on the day, uh, but you'll take it. It kept us top of the table. And although it was obviously very disappointing to lose uh, two points, you just don't know how valuable that one point could be uh, come the end of the season. So with that performance behind us, it was a little bit, I don't know, nail-biting, I suppose, going to Milan, going to uh, play the holders of the Champions League uh, in a stadium where they'd never lost uh, to English opposition. Of course, we didn't have to win. A uh, score draw would have seen us through on the away goals rule, but as we all know by now, it turned out to be uh, an awful lot better than that. Um, bar, uh, I suppose, a 15-minute spell in the first uh, in the first half when they were a little bit dangerous, a little bit threatening, uh, we pretty much controlled the entire game, which is a, a remarkable achievement, a great performance. Obviously, as I said on the blog, and uh, as has been said uh, pretty much all over the place, it was in midfield that it was won. Uh, Fabregas and Flamini absolutely outstanding, along with Hleb. I thought uh, the back four were all really, really solid. Almunia did well. The Abbey all right. Adibayor caused them problems up front, and he got off the mark, of course, with the goal uh, that sealed the game late on after some really good work uh, from Theo Walcott. Sesc uh, Fabregas, though, was the one who put us ahead. Um, with the goal, I suppose, what, about six or seven minutes to go, uh, took the ball in midfield, went past uh, Gattuso, I think it was, and, and hit a shot, I suppose, had it been the other way around. Had that kind of a shot from that distance gone in against Almunia, I'm not sure we would all have been terribly happy with Almunia, I have to say. Uh, but not that I'm complaining, 
uh, at all and just saying and obviously the goal meant a huge amount to him you could see the reaction he didn't know whether to smile or cry or what to do he ran over and had a big hug with Arsene Wenger uh, and it really was the kind of performance from a young man uh, of 20 years of age who was just getting better and better and better I made allusions to the uh, the Juventus game a couple of seasons ago when, when Paddy came back Vieira came back and he was pitched against uh, Fabregas who was this young up-and-comer who'd taken his place in the team and Fabregas stole the show that night. He stole the show uh, on Tuesday night as well. And he's the type of player now uh, that's winning games. Not only is he a very, very uh, talented footballer, but when it comes to big games, he's in there and he's scoring goals and he's making things happen. And uh, at 20 years of age, it's just remarkable what he can do. I think it's it's fantastic. That's not to take away from the team performance. So because as a team performance, it was as good as we've seen from Arsenal in quite some time. We don't really want to talk about them coming of age and becoming men and all that sort of stuff. This is only putting us into the quarterfinals. There's a long way to go in this competition and a long way to go, obviously, in the league as well. But what we can do, what we can do is take a great deal of confidence and a great deal of belief out of Tuesday night's result. The results in the league of late have been a little bit dodgy and maybe we can use this to kick on. Very often a result like this can really kick your season on. At the same time, though, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that we've just got to take it one game at a time. Yes, I know it's a cliche, but it is true. Wigan on Sunday is like chalk and and cheese, a San Siro on, on Tuesday against Milan, and then the JJB on Sunday against Wigan. So the focus has to be there uh, right from the start on Sunday, and we can't get too carried away with ourselves. Um, going back to Tuesday night, though, with me to talk about uh, the uh, Italian reaction and what a, an Italian thought of, of what happened on Tuesday night uh, is OleOle.com's Gabrielle Pori. Hi, Gabrielle. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Now, um, we saw Arsenal go to the San Siro uh, on Tuesday night and put in uh, the kind of performance that Arsenal fans have been drooling over ever since. Um, it was very much a case of young legs versus old legs uh, on that pitch. Do you think that was a factor, the fact that Arsenal were such a young team against maybe the older men of, of AC Milan? Uh, well, I would say uh, yes and no. <laughs> No, because I think that AC Milan uh, lost because Kaká, Pirlo and Paso played badly. Uh, because Champions League experience is very important, but it's also very important that your key players, uh, you know, uh, lead you to the to the victory. And everybody expected these three players to be the leaders, and you saw uh, instead of that, you saw Pirlo missing a lot of passes. Uh, Kaká not uh, so fast as he was, and Pato inconsistent. Of course, also Arsenal players had a lot of uh, impact on this, uh, but I think that it's not just a question of age. Of course, then, you know, journalism say, uh, say this, but, uh, and of course it's important, uh, but in my opinion, I think that the, the reason is that Arsenal played very well, and that AC Milan... Uh, played badly in these three players. Well, was that a surprise to you, the the way that AC Milan played? Uh, well, in the recent past, uh, especially, of course, Pato was not in AC Milan, but uh, the other players I mentioned were there. Uh, they never missed important games. Uh, so I thought that after they drew a game, they deserved to, to lose with, I, I think, at least two... <laughs> two goals of difference, 
uh, I'm talking about the Emirates Stadium game, I thought that they could they could make it. But uh, after the first half, when I saw these players were playing very badly, especially Pirlo, uh, really impressed me in negative. Uh, I thought that uh, it, it, it was going to be very difficult for them. But, but you know, you always have to think that uh, someone in Italy say AC Milan in this game is lucky. And when I saw uh, Seth Fabregas hit in the bar in the first in the first half, I thought maybe they will find a, a strange goal <laughs> uh, one minute before the end. Yeah, I was afraid of that as well. I have to say, um, what was the reaction like in terms of uh, in terms of the press in Italy? Was there uh, more focus on Arsenal's good performance or or Milan's bad performance? Uh, no, I think that uh, it was most focused on Arsenal's good performance. Uh, they were all, all they all were very impressed about that, and I think they were sure that uh, AC Milan could could make it. Uh, so this uh, grew their impression on, on Arsenal, you know. Uh, but everybody that uh, follows English football knows that it, it was very difficult for AC Milan. After that, they, they of course, focused on, on AC Milan's defeat, saying that maybe, you know, winning cycle has ended. Uh, and, of course, focused on the difference on the average age of the players. Uh, I think that uh, <laughs> journalists uh, didn't want to to be too hard to AC Milan. They didn't say what I said uh, five minutes before about uh, some key players' bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, they are not saying they are, they are they're saying the truth when they say that Arsenal played very bad. They're very sorry, played very well. Mm. Uh, now they, they AC Milan. Of course, has to to be in the top four in Serie A. Otherwise, but you know what they said? Now we are anyway. We are world champions. <laughs> so they always have to uh, to find you know uh, something good also in bad moments. A positive outlook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course, and now mm, their their chairman Berlusconi is candidate in the <laughs> in the elections. Oh, then they can start winning again. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, but, but anyway, you know, they started saying, oh, we lost, we are out, but he came uh, into the dressing room said, said, and said to us, uh, he was, uh, you know, proud of us, and blah, 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 just to, <laughs> just to, to give a positive message also from him, <laughs> but I think that is because he is candidate in April, in one month, I, I think he was angry, <laughs> like all other AC Milan fans. I suspect so. Gabrielle, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to Arsenal. You're welcome. Thank you very much to Gabrielle. And if you are a fan of Italian football, you want to listen to this guy. He knows everything about Italian football. You can hear him on the Weekend Football podcast on oleole.com on a weekly basis. He's just finished writing a book about Inter Milan, the 100 greatest games of Inter Milan as well. Uh, so do check that out. The Weekend Football on www.oleole.com. Now, uh, coming up uh, still, we've got a buoy. We've got the Culture Corner. Uh, right now, though, I suppose we'll, we'll go to the man in the bar, will we? Yes, why not? He's got a player history. Ah, hello there you are again now. It's time for another player history on the Arscast. What about that old game on Tuesday night? What? Oh, that was something else, wasn't it? I tell you, I nearly wet myself. 
If I had any control over my bladder at all, I would have. But Jesus knows when it comes out. Feels like it wants to, and then I stand there in front of the toilet for ages and ages, and nothing happens. Then I go back and sit down, I have to get up again and go again, and nothing happens. And the same thing happens all night long. I get up out of bed and need to wee, and what happens? Nothing. Go back to bed, then you have to wee, then you get out of bed, go to the toilet, what happens? Nothing. Then you go back to bed, you get up out of bed again, you need to wee, what happens? Nothing. Eventually, you get out of bed, you go to the toilet, what happens? Nothing. And then you get up again and you you get the picture anyway. Well, it was a bit like that the other night. Arsenal were like my bladder, sort of. And and the AC Milan goal was like the toilet, if you get me picture. We get there, we get there, we get there, nothing. Then we have to go back again, we get there, we get there, nothing. But eventually, Cesc Fabregas was the stream of urine that broke through the AC Milan defence. Oh, it was marvellous, so it was, I enjoyed it, even though we had to watch with Italian Joe. Now, he's an Inter Milan fan, so he... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So he was quite happy. And he was up for the arse and everything. The problem is, you see, he smells like socks. Not like normal socks, somebody else's socks. Satan's socks, for example. Satan's socks that have just been used to wipe Hellraiser's arse. That's how bad they are. Anyway, it was a small price to pay for the result that was in it. Anyway, I suppose we're going to get on with the old player history, shouldn't I? Today we're talking about a fellow who nearly has a girl's name. It's nearly called Sylvia, but it's not. It's Sylvain. And he's Sylvain. I bet he thinks this player history is about him. Sylvain Wiltord. That's the fella, the guy with the funny head, the guy who went around in circles. He joined Arsenal, having gone on strike, you see, at Bordeaux. I didn't like that. Don't like fellas that go on strike. Coal miners and doctors and other strikey people. I don't like them. You should be allowed to shoot them. That's what I think. Anyway, £13 million he cost Arsenal. Can you believe that's a lot of money? Even now, that would be a lot of money. But sure, Jesus, them were the prices everybody was paying back then. But he came into the team and he said, you know, did a bit of stuff and did a bit of other stuff and scored a few goals. And then his best moment was in that, that game against Manchester United. Scored the goal that won us the league at Old Trafford. Oh, Jesus, that was marvellous. But even then, you know, you started going out, yeah, fucking will toward again. Yeah. One of those fellas you could never really warm to, I have to say. Spent his last season injured and then fucked off to Leon. And that just about sums up his Arsenal career. So there you go. Another player history on next week's Arscast. 
It'll be somebody good next week. Promise. The man in the bar will, of course, have another player history on next week's Arscast. Uh, you know, every week I have to go and, and decide when there's a when there's a player history, and I think of, a, oh, have I done that one? Have I done that one? No, I haven't done that one. I haven't done that one. And just last week, I did one, and then checked it out. I'd already done one for that player. I can't remember who it was. It could have been Canu. I don't know. But I'd done the whole thing, and I was quite convinced I hadn't done one. So if you've got any suggestions, or if you would like me to feature a certain player in the uh, player history, or the man in the bar, rather, to feature a certain player, because, yeah, well, you know, uh, you can email arscast at arsblog.com. That is arscast at arsblog.com. So what else has been going on this week? Uh, This could be a short arscast, by the way. Could be. Uh, Eduardo gave his first interview to Croatian television denied categorically that he had spoken to the News of the World. Imagine such an august journal as the News of the World making up an interview with a player. I, I you know, personally I, I'm shocked uh, and more than a little saddened that a newspaper with such a, a reputation for integrity and honesty could do something like that. Sort of shatters your faith in the press a little bit, I have to say. He also um, refused to talk about Martin Taylor in the interview to the Croatian TV people. Uh, he said to them, don't ask me any questions about Martin Taylor. But what, what they did then was the, the guy on the, the, that was presenting the show said, yeah, he, he asked us not to um, ask him any questions about Martin Taylor, but he did say that Martin Taylor did not come to visit him in hospital to apologize, which is unusual, strange. So it's got people thinking, well, did Taylor go or did he not go? There are quotes from Taylor saying yeah, it was difficult because of the language barrier, etc., etc. Is this Croatian television trying to stir a bit of shit? Why would Martin Taylor say he went to see him when he didn't, when it would be so obvious for someone to turn around afterwards and say, oh, he didn't? So strange. I'm a little bit suspicious about that part uh, of the information, though. Uh, the rest of it, though, I suppose he's going back to Brazil to uh, to begin his recuperation, which is as as good a place as any, isn't it, to go and recuperate for a while? I could certainly recuperate for a couple of months on Copacabana Beach drinking caipirinhas. I could. Uh, he spoke about the challenge, etc., etc., and um, I suppose he's just going to concentrate on getting fit and well again, so uh, all the very best to him. There wasn't really much else going on in the week, obviously. There was the Milan game, of course, and the feedback from the uh, from the Villa game, so we've done all that, really. So um, how about a, a little bit of culture? Yes? Yes? Okay. This is the Ace Blood Culture Corner. Get it into you, you key bank. Welcome to the Osblog Culture Corner, where we provide you Philistines with a taste of something vibrant and enlightened in your otherwise culturally bereft worlds. What soothes the soul quite like music? Perhaps some kind of balm or potion? But without music, how can one apply it? Short of dying then capturing the soul in a jar, smearing it with said unction, then reanimating the corpse. It seems to be a rather unfeasible solution. Yet so much of music and rhythm is in all of us, who can not have been swayed by the great musical interludes of our time, like Wakefield's Saturday night. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. Indeed. Today... Emmanuel Eboué, in that wonderful, rich baritone of his, sings to us 
from his favorite song. You may begin. Oh, we've already said goodbye. Since you gotta go, oh, you better go now. Go now, go now. Before you see a boy cry. <laughs> if he played for Leicester City, he could truly be a moody blue. That was the Earth Black Culture Corner. Come back for more next week, you moopet. More culture on another Arscast in the very near future. Now, coming up on Sunday, we've got a game against Wigan on a pitch which apparently resembles a ploughed field. Not good for our slick passing, not good for our brittle players either, and we've got some injury problems again going into this game. Leaving aside how much we have to focus and concentrate on this particular game, put Milan behind us and just get on with the business of winning uh, league games and remember... That if we win this game uh, on Sunday, we'll go four points clear at the top of the table. Because Manchester United are playing uh, in the FA Cup at the weekend. So they'll still have a game in hand, but we'll have the points on the board. And perhaps, perhaps those four points might just put a little bit of pressure on them. You never know. So it is absolutely vital. As I said, though, not helped by injuries, new injuries. Uh, Theo Walcott took part in a behind-closed-doors game against the Colorado Rapids yesterday. And after the game complained of a thigh injury, it looks like he's going to miss out. Danielson apparently picked up a hamstring injury as well after just a few minutes. He could be out for a few weeks, as well as at Abu Dhabi. He picked up an injury uh, against AC Milan on Tuesday night, so he's going to miss out as well. Uh, add to them the long-term uh, uh, absentees, Colo Toure. Thomas Rosicki, who Arsene Wenger hopes to have back within 10 to 12 days, he says. 10 to 12 days? He's been out for ages. I like Rosicki. Uh, I think what he's on the pitch, he, he can be a good player. Uh, but I would really, really, really start to consider his future at the club now because he just can never stay fit. Plays four or five games and he misses six or seven. And that cycle just repeats itself over and over and over again. You try and get him fit, you get him fit, he plays a few games and he's injured again. So I would really start to question his viability, his, his usefulness uh, to the club. You can't rely on him. You can't say, right, I'm going to build, you know, this guy is going to be part of my team week in, week out. So, I don't know. You'd have to worry. you have to worry about Rosicki. Um, as I said, Colo's out. Alex Song is still out as well. And lest we forget, Emmanuel Abue. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue like wine. Top three of Boy Wine. Number one. Chateau Neuf de Pap. A boy always put in a boy best decanter. Number two. A boy like Ribera del Duero. Is Spanish. Like a boy big palalmunia. Number three of Boy Wine. Jack Russell. Sad dog, make a boy cry. You go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with a Boy. Oh, baby. 
will be serving the final game of his three-match ban for the red card he picked up against Manchester United in the FA Cup. So chances are if you bring your boots along uh, on Sunday to the JJB, you could well get a game. That's how short of players we are. I, I suppose we're going to see some of the uh, some of the youngsters on the bench uh, as an attacking threat. Who have we got? The one good news, or the one piece of good news, is that Robin Van Persie, in the same game where everybody else got injured, managed to come through 60 minutes without feeling the effects of his injury. So maybe things are looking up a bit. Arsene Wenger feels he might be just a little too short to start the game, uh, but uh, you know, to have him back now, when everybody else is dropping like flies, would be just marvellous, marvellous. And then we can have three games, and then he'll get injured again, and then I may have to cry, you know. Anyway, fingers crossed we can cobble enough players together to uh, give Wigan a game and, and give them a good sound thrashing as well. Not just a game. Get any old 11 to give them a game. We want to beat these guys and end up four points clear at the top of the table. So that's really about it. I think next week there could be a competition on the side where you can win yourself a cool 80s shirt from Tops. Uh, But I'll give you more details of that on the blog, so do tune in for that. So until next week's Arscast, take it easy, have yourselves a good weekend, make sure you drink too much, eat too much, and uh, lie around on the couch scratching your arse too much, because that's what weekends are for. Uh, Until then, take it easy, talk to you all next week on the blog. Bye-bye. Arsenal Football Club today announced a brand new signing, but this time it's in the back room. Dr. Harold Shipman will be on board to take care of the Arsenal players and ensure they don't spend much time out injured. Chairman Peter Hillwood said, We're very much looking forward to having him as part of the Arsenal family. Shipman says he can't wait to put Rosicki and Van Persie out of their injury misery. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 